Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 through verse 9. And the Bible says, And the whole earth was of one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, or Syria, and they dwelled there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick of stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men build. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they began to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech." So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. And I want to minister to you from this thought this morning, when God comes to check on your infrastructure, when God comes to check on your infrastructure, pray with me again. Father, I praise you again this glorious day. I thank you for your spirit that we feel in this place, God. We thank you so much for the victory reports that we've heard on the foreign soils, oh God, today. We thank you for the discipleship class this morning and the words you brought of encouragement and strength, O God. We thank you for every song that is sung and every praise that has been given, every offering that has been given. God, we thank you again this day because there is none like you, Jesus. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us, O God. And we will give you glory, honor, and praise and thanksgiving. We're asking you, God, to not let us leave the way that we came through these doors, but let us leave changed and renewed and afresh according to thy word and thy way, O Lord. We truly appreciate you. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. Amen. When God comes to check on your infrastructure, one of the goals of this church is to read your Bible through every year. The book of Genesis is one of those books that shines the light clearly on the New Testament plan of salvation. If we are not careful when we begin to read the book of Genesis, we can miss the steps and the paths that God is trying to use to lead us to that eternal life and an understanding of who he is. You see, the book, this book or the Bible is not just an ordinary book. It is a spiritual book. And that's why you need the Spirit in order to be able to understand what is written in this book. 
as soon as you start to walk in the flesh, then you will soon realize that the Bible is no longer clear to you. You begin to make your own decisions. You may begin to make your own choices. Amen. Moses, who is said to be the author of this Pentateuch or the Torah or the first five books of the Bible, deals with the creation and the fall of man and the redemption planned by God and a call out of the world and the giving of the laws and the promises of God. You see, the story of the creation is more than just what God said or what God did. It goes really deep, and this is why you have to study it out clearly to be able to understand what God was trying to do and what God was trying to present to you and I with the creation story. There's been so much confusion about the creation story. But when you and I, who are filled with this Spirit, began to walk according to the principles and the things that God has outlaid for us, we can see the clear plan of salvation and the New Testament plan of salvation. You see, the book of Genesis, origin book of the creation, is a deep and very profound story. It is a story that begins to show you the power of the spoken word by God. It begins to show you and I that when God says something, it happens. It is also a story to increase uh, and to build your faith. Amen. Because we know that without faith it is impossible to please God. And he that cometh to God must believe that he is uh, and that it is a rewarder of them to diligently seek him. The book begins to show us what happens to those who are disobedient and does not obey the word of God. Amen. It also is a story that teaches you that God's ways are not your ways, and neither is God's thoughts your thoughts. And so Moses began to write this book, and he begins to pen what God has said. Out of all the stories of the first five books, we need to realize that it was by the finger of God that he wrote the law in and put it in Moses' hands. Even today, we begin to understand some of the things and principles when we begin to walk through the passages of the Word of God. We see that the flood had taken place uh, and Noah and his family are the only eight people that is left upon the earth. Amen. And it was here that they began to grow. You see, they had received instructions from God when they came out of the ark was to go forth and to multiply or to replenish the entire earth. Amen. You see, the Bible lets us know that eight souls were saved by water, Peter said, and by the same promises in the same ways, baptism doth now also save us. The same thing that killed them was also the same thing that saved Noah and his family. The words of baptism saved them. The words from the flood destroy many. Amen. The difference was Noah was inside of the ark. As long as you stay in the ark, you're going to be safe. As long as you stay in the church, you're going to be okay. Amen. So this is why we have to have this understanding. But we see in the story today that man is trying his very best to find out where he came from. 
He's trying his very best to determine how man is made. They, scientists are studying. They're trying to determine. They're trying to understand and see if they may be able to clone man, to, to make man to get an answer. They're trying to find an answer where we came from. And the Bible lets us know that man can wrestle with the scriptures to their own destruction. Amen. And so man is trying to find. They're, they're building international space stations. They're exploring out in space. Everything that comes down, they're trying to determine. Is there life on Mars? Is there life on Jupiter? Is there life out there? So we can go. Can we go? Uh, they're building an international space station. And they say they want to be able to sell parking spots so that you can come up and, and live in the international space. Man wants to find where he came from. And many seems to be interested in trying to find out if there's a heaven or a hell. They're trying to figure this out because if there's no hell, then I can live like the hell. So they're trying to figure it all out. And so in today's passage, excuse me, we see that they begin to build a city. They said, come to, come on, let's, let's get together and let's build us a city which the top would be into heaven and, and we will make a name for ourselves. Amen. And so they begin to build, not realizing that God did not tell them to build a city. He's building the city. Amen. We are to build this life for the entrance into that city. What inspired them to build? For what purpose uh, was they building this city? Amen. Why and what was their reasons for doing all this? Uh, Why did they want to see into heaven? Why did they even want the top of it to go to heaven? Again, I go back. I I think man is trying to find out uh, where he came from. And he knows there's a God out there somewhere. I think he's trying to see if he can locate him and see if those things that are written uh, is true or not. Amen. So that he can say, I found out uh, what God is all about. What is your inspiration for building? today? Why are you building a life? Why are you, is the purpose and what reason are you here for today? And why do you even want to go to heaven? Amen. So they says, come on. Let's build us a city. Let's build it so the towers reach into heaven. Amen. But God came down to check out their infrastructure. God come on to see what kind of system they was dealing, what kind of facility they was making here, and what kind of structure was they building. You see, and God came down, and God says, all the people is one language. That's right, because all of them came out the ark was Noah's kids. <laughs> Amen. And they grew that way, but they stayed in one place uh, and they began to build. I don't think God had a plan, purpose or uh, a wrong with them by building and working in unity uh, because God operates in unity. I think the problem was that they was trying to build a name for themselves. And usually this is where we begin to run in trouble when we try to build a name for ourselves, amen. Because when you try to make a name for yourself, you usually forget God. You see, Pharaoh, when they told Pharaoh that God says, let my people go, Pharaoh said, I don't know God. 
I'm in charge. He tried to make a name for himself the same way with Nebuchadnezzar when he made the big statue. He says, this is my statue. And, and when you hear the sound of the clarinet, the harp, the flute, the don't simmer, everybody better bow down to my image. Uh, he was trying to make a name uh, for himself. You see, when you're trying to make a name for yourself, you will forget what others have done for you. When you try to make a name for yourself, you will begin to say, look what I have done. When you begin to try to make a name for yourself, pride will rule and control your life. Amen. And so God says, I need to go down there and see what they're doing. Amen. God says, I need to go check out their infrastructure. They was building using their own ways and own methods uh, to try to get to heaven. But I come to tell you today that your way and your merits will not get you to heaven. Jesus Christ. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and no man will come unto the Father but by me. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. As he told Moses in Exodus 25, 8, command the people that they build me a sanctuary that I may dwell amongst my people. I am building the city. Amen. They need to build the tabernacle. They need to build the place for me to worship. Amen. He gave Noah the plans. Amen. Of how to build the ark so it could save his life. He gave Moses the plan for the tabernacle in the wilderness so that people could save their lives. And he gave Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven so that people could save their lives. We are building a tabernacle unto the Lord. Amen. We are building this temple. The city has been built. We are building here so it can get in there. Amen. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 17, For we are laborers together with God. We are God's husbandry. You are God's building. Amen. According to the grace given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another build thereon. But let every man take heed how he build thereon. For other foundations can no man lay than Jesus Christ. Notice what Paul says. He says, we're laborers together with God. He says, you are God's caretaker. And you are God's building. So in other words, what Paul is trying to get you and me to see here is this. This life now that God has chosen, you are to care for it. You are God's caretaker of this. Amen. And as a result, you become God's building because God's going to come check it out. He's going to come see what you're building here. Amen. If you don't build it right, guarantee you, he's going to take it down. That's why he sent Jeremiah down to the potter's house. And he was working a work on the vessel. Amen. And as a result, the vessel had a mire in it. And the potter mashed it down again. And he started all over. And he started afresh. Amen. 
You are God's building. You are God's caretaker. You are laboring together with God. And so the same way that God gave Noah the plans, the same way He gave Moses the plans, the same way He gave Peter the plans, He calls you and I and gives us the word to how to build this temple. You cannot build it any way you want to build it. He told Noah, the ark is 30 by 50 by 300. If he'd have cut the corners, if he'd have cut it any kind of way, he would have lost his life. I come to tell you today, if you try to build this temple any way other than the Word of God, it's coming down. It's going to be tried by fire. It's going to be tested to see what matter of stuff it is made of. You are God's building. Paul says, you're not your own. You was bought with the price. So therefore, glorify God and your body and your spirits, which are Christ. Amen. Think about that for just a moment. So what does people see when they see you? What are people seeing when they see you? What does people think when they see you? Does people draw to you or does people shun you? Are people drawn or are they shunned by you? Think about it. Are you God's building or are you God's problem? (sighs) Amen. 23,000 people. God's people. God's temples were destroyed. Why? Fornication. 23,000 in one day. Let's you know. God is not messing around. Many, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, were destroyed by murmuring and complaining. Think about it. Psalms 1 makes it very clear. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the ways of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight uh, is in the law of the Lord, and in the law that he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, shall bring forth fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. But the ungodly are not so. But they are like the chaff which the wind Drive it the way. For the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Amen. This temple has got to be built right. We are laborers together. With God. You are God's building. You are God's caretaker of this. Not me. (laughs) You. Each individual is responsible to build their lives according to the word of God. This is why James says in James 1.22, don't just be a hearer of the word. You have to be a doer 
of the Word of God. Amen. This is why Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God, the salvation to everyone that believed to the Jew and also the Greek. For in here lies, amen, the foundation of everything. He says, I have laid the foundation. The foundation is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And He says, let every man take heed how he build upon this foundation because it will be tested. Amen. Jesus laid down his life. This gospel has been preached. And I'm here to tell you today, you're going to have to build your life the correct way on the foundation or else your building is coming down. Paul says, I've laid the foundation. He says, as a wise master builder. You see, the wise master builder knows he's got to stick to the plans. He knows the most important thing of his building is the foundation. The story is told about a man who was a constructor. A construction builder and he was building houses and things uh, and he called his son and he says son I'm going out of town and I got this house I need you to, to make sure it gets done and I need it to be right uh, when I come back and have it done and so the father gives him the instructions but the son decided to take shortcuts uh, he went out and he brought the cheapest materials he said dad is gone and as a result uh, I can take some shortcuts uh, and I can make them the money and put it in my pocket uh, and I can make myself some money on the side. So he began to take shortcuts. Uh, he brought cheap material. He brought the cheap doors. He brought the cheap flowing. Uh, he brought the cheap concrete. Uh, he brought everything as cheap as he could be. And as a result, uh, they put the cheap paint on the house. Uh, and when the dad came back, uh, he walked around the house and he looked uh, and the son came up to him and says, Dad, I'm thank you. Are you proud of what I've accomplished? And the dad says, no, it's not as matters of fact. If I am pleased, are you pleased? And the son says, oh, yes, Dad, I am so pleased with what I have accomplished here. And the dad reached in his pocket and handed him the key says, here is yours. Think about it. We're laborers together with God. You're God's caretaker. You're God's building. So that should let you and I realize that we need to be about the best. He's coming back. He didn't tell me when he's coming. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when I go, I'm coming again. To receive you to myself. 
Is he going to be pleased when he comes back to find you? Is he going to be pleased with what he finds when he comes back? This is why Paul says you need to take heed what you build on this foundation. You're God's caretaker. You need to look in the mirror every day. You need to look in the perfect law of liberty every day and the word of God and says, am I building this temple the way that the instruction plans? I can't take shortcuts from this. I can't take my own way. I've got to build this life according to what God has told me to be. If Job had not built his life based on the word of God, he would have crumbled at the first sign of bad news. I am afraid today that so many in the body of Christ is building not according to the word of God. And this is why they crumble and why they fall at the first sign of bad news. At the first sign of problems coming their way. At the first sign of trials coming their way. This is why they crumble and they fall. Because they're not building according to the word. Not building according to that what was the last forever. I come to tell you, Job would have crumbled and fell. But Job rose up early in the morning. And he built on that foundation according to God's word. And what he had been instructed to do. Your labors with God. Your God's building. Is God pleased with you? Is He pleased with your life? What you're doing, how you're building it right now. Is He satisfied? Is He happy? Is He complete? Can He say to Satan when He turn him loose on you as He did Job? God's going to check your infrastructure. Whether He sends an angel, whether He sends a person, or whether He lets Satan have free reign in your life. He's going to check your infrastructure. What will he find? What is he going to find when he comes? What are they going to find when they come? Amen. Now, if any man build upon that foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, Paul says, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, he shall have built upon thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet as of a fire, know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwell in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him God shall destroy. Don't have to worry about Satan, even though he came to steal, kill, and destroy. Says God is going to destroy you. We don't have to worry about Satan, for the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are? You are the temple. You're the caretaker. You're the building of God. You're laboring with God. See, they tried to build a name for themselves. That's why the Lord told Gideon, when Gideon chose 32,000 people, God says, ah, you got too many. He says, because I let you use that, you know what they're going to say? We did it. We did it. And they would have begun to try to make a name for themselves. 
But with 300, there would be no doubt in your mind who did it. Amen. See, the fire trials are going to come. God's going to test your structure. Whether it comes in troubles or trials, it's coming. Because the Bible lets me know in Hebrews 12, 29, that God is a consuming fire. He's going to put some heat on you to see what you're made of. But if you have built according to the Scripture, if you have built according to the plan, you're going to be okay. We're laboring together with God. We're working with Him to make it right. When He comes by, says God, when we pray, says God, am I on track? Expect this thing for me, God. When you get in prayer, you know, says God, search me, O God. Call out like David says. Search me, O God. Try me. See if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me to that rock everlasting. In other words, God, when when you're checking me out, if I took a shortcut, bring it back to my mind. Bring it to my thoughts. I I can get this thing right, God. If if I'm not doing it right, I need you to to put a halt to it uh, so that I know that I'm going to make this thing right because I've got to go, Lord. Uh, I want to walk on the streets of gold. Uh, I want to enter the gates of pearls, oh God. But I can't do it if I don't do it according to the plan. I've got to study to show myself approved under God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed. i got to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. We're laborers. You're God's building. Think about how pretty you should be. How good looking you should be. Think about how obedient you should be. You belong to God. Think about it. You should be the best thing going. I was in the army. I used to tell soldiers all the time. Every time they tell me they was Christian, I said, well, you should be having no problems. Not with your unit. Because you represent Christ on your jobs and your homes out and about. You are the temple. It was one of the most beautiful buildings you could ever see. That's why Bathsheba fainted when she saw how Solomon men entered and went and came. She says, my goodness, the hat has not been told. When people see you and come in contact with you, they should be saying, my goodness, If God is that good and God looks that good, man, I want that too. Paul says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And 1 Corinthians 6, Paul says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor idolatrous, nor effeminates, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor violers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you are washed. But you are sanctified. But you are justified 
In the name of the Lord Jesus and the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful unto me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Notice. Notice what he's saying here. That's what you used to be. But see, when you give your life to Christ, when you are baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, you become a new creature In Christ, now you are laborers with God. You are God's building. You are God's caretaker. You see, you're not born with these things. Nobody is born with these things in their lives. These are choices that you choose. These are choices people choose. You don't, you're not born that way. This stuff did not come with your salvation. It might have been in the flesh, but you're not born that way. Amen. You choose, those are choices you make. You make choices to drink. You make choices to steal. You make choices to be homosexual. You make choices. All these are choices that you make on your own. You make choices to fornicate. You make choices to make, do be adulterer. You make choices to worship idols. These are choices that you make. But beloved, I am persuaded of better things of you. Things that accompany salvation. Don't we dub speak? Because this stuff did not come with your salvation. You must now build the temple of God according to the word of God and the right ways of God because you are laborers together with Christ. You are God's building. You are God's amen. Amen. You are God's building. You are His caretaker. This stuff is not going to get into heaven. And I'm telling you, I'm a preacher. I do not believe in deathbed repentance. I don't care how much you you might think so. I do not. I don't care about the thief on the cross. You know, I do not believe it. And let me tell you something about the thief on the cross. How do you know he was even guilty? Back in those days, you know, he could have been guilty by association. You know, he could have been, you know, you know how friends hang out together. You know, one guy get caught, the other is in trouble too. You know, he and back in those days, when when somebody got caught, you know, if you was there with them, they they put both of you to death. So here he is, he's on the cross. You know, and as a result, the one guy began to rag on Jesus, but the other guy says, "Lord, no, remember me when you come in your kingdom." You know. Maybe Jesus knows all things, you know. So maybe the kid was not even guilty, but he was on the cross to be crucified. He was he was given the title thief because maybe he was there, you know. Maybe he didn't want to rat on his friend, you know. There's a lot of people doing time right now in prison, but by being guilty by association, they didn't do a thing. So I, 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 when I hear people use that analogy that, oh, but let me ask you another question. Why is it so many supposed to be Christians when they die, everybody say, they, oh, they're all going to heaven. 
if they're all Christians, shouldn't they be living according to the word of God? Shouldn't their life be according to this? Should there be no doubt that they have been building? That I think I read the same thing for me as everybody else. See, so we have to realize something here. God is no respecter a person. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so, therefore, we have got to realize we've got to build this temple. If I say I'm a Christian, the same way I build, you're going to have to build from the same instructions. There's no difference. Whatsoever you loose on heaven, Peter, will be loose in earth. And whatsoever you bind on the earth will be bound in heaven. Amen. If if Noah was given the direction for the ark, Moses was given the directions. And those that didn't obey, where are they? Amen. We need to realize something here. Amen. That just because people say, Jesus says, not everyone that say to me, Lord, Lord, is going into the kingdom of heaven. He says, you have got to be a doer of his word if you're going to enter in. That means you have got to build your life on the word of God. As he told Joshua, the book of this law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate in it in the day. And in the night, uh, that you may observe to do according to all that are written therein. Uh, for then thou shalt have thy good success, uh, and your way shall prosper. You've got to do what the Word of God tells you to do. He says, He that rejecteth me, and receive not my word, have one that will judge him in the last days. Uh, the word that I spoken unto you will judge you in the last days. Uh, Solomon said, I went by the field of the slothful and the man void of understanding. And lo, the walls was all broken down, and vines and stubbles covered the earth. And he says, Then I saw, and I realized, and I obtained instruction, just a little sleep, just a little slumber, just a little falling of the hands to sleep. So shall thy depravity come as one that, amen, that sleeping in thy destruction as an armed man. He says, If you Labor. If you don't labor right, if you get slothful, if you get lazy with this, your wall is going to be ruined. It's going to come down. Amen. Your house is going to fall. It's going to crumble. Your temper is going to crumble. You can't be lazy in this. You can't take shortcuts. You've got to do what the Word of God says because it's more valuable than gold. It's more valuable than silver. You've got to build right. Jesus says my house shall be called a house of prayer but you've made it a den of thieves and one passage he says you made it my father's house a house of merchandise no, no, no don't make it a house of merchandise it's not your house, it's his house it's not yours it's his You're just caring for it. 
That's why Paul turned the church in Ephesus. He says, no man ever hated his own flesh. But he nurtures it. And he cherishes it. As the Lord, the church. So you've got to care for this thing. You've got to take care of it. You've got to nurture it. You've got to do it right. You've got to do it according to the words of God. David says, I'll walk in this house in a perfect way. Because I don't know when you're coming to see me, Lord. He says, I'm not going to say any wicked thing before my eyes. He says, I'm not even going to know a wicked person. Amen. Because I don't know when you're coming. Amen. We've got to get this thing right. Amen. No man ever hated his own flesh. He cherishes it. He loves it. He takes care of it. Amen. Abraham looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. Think about it. Stay with me. Why did Sodom and Gomorrah burn? Why did this city burn up? Most people will say because of homosexuality. Man, they had more problems than that. That's the last thing. <laughs> the first problem was pride. You want to read about Sodom and Gomorrah? Go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 16. Amen, verse 49. It says, the Lord tells them, he says, here was your problem with you. Your sister Sodom and her daughters, prideful. And we know the scripture says pride go before destruction and a Holy Spirit before fall. They was prideful. Second thing, they was full of bread. <laughs> like getting <I> money? <laughs> they was full of bread. They had luxury and prosperous everywhere. And they let it get to them. The third thing, they had abundance of idleness. They wouldn't do anything. Fourth thing, they didn't strengthen the hands of the poor. They didn't do anything to help the poor. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. The visit the father and his the widows and orphans and their afflictions and to keep themselves unspotted from the world. They didn't do anything to strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. Next, they was haughty. Arrogant. Prideful. And then that fourth. That last thing come of homosexuality committed abomination before me. Therefore, God says, I took them away as I saw good. You read it in Exodus sixteen forty nine and 50. Amen. Sometimes when you're in your spare time. Amen. And notice what Jesus says. And Luke 6, 17, 28 and 29. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. And today, Sodom and Gomorrah is called the Dead Sea. That's where it's at. That area. 
all because they tried to build according to their own ways and their own word. The Lord told Haggai in Haggai's chapter 2, he says, consider your ways. Read Haggai 6, chapter 2 sometimes in your, in your own. He says, you're living in chill houses, <laughs> sealed houses. He says, it, don't you think it might be time to build the house of God? He says, go up and get some wood and let's build the house of God. He says, you're working. Your money is, is like you're putting it in a bag with holes in it. He says, you're buying clothes and you're still cold. He says, you're eating and you ain't full. He says, so consider your ways. Why? You're not following the plan. <laughs> You've got a whole bunch of problems in your life. You need to figure it out. You're not following the plan. What is taking place is you're being hit with the fires of trials and, 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 and things from God. And, amen. And as a result, it keeps burning down. You've got to get in the right path. You've got to get in this right thing. Amen. Don't you know? Have you not heard? Amen. Come on. We've got to consider our ways. Amen. Before God comes again. Now is not the time to keep building wrong. If you know you're wrong. Amen. You know you're wrong when you're wrong. Amen. Ain't nobody got to hold a gun to your head when you know you're wrong. You know you're wrong. So as a result, you are the temple. You're God's caretaker. Amen. You're God's laborer together with Him. So you have to make the adjustments. Consider your way. Josiah, and I'm, I'm closing here. Josiah, at eight years old, he began to reign. And that young boy started doing everything right, Nathan. You're about eight, aren't you? Eighty-eight. <laughs> Amen. He started doing everything right at eight years old when he took the king. So you're never too young to start doing what is right, Matthew. <laughs> Amen. You, you've got to start doing what is right at the youngest age. At 18, they was, he had told them to go to the temple, get the money, and pay the people that was doing the work on the temple. And so while they're in there working, they found the law. And the guy says, hey, man. They begin to read it. He says, man, we're in trouble. We're not building according to the right plan here. And as a result, they said, somebody's got to go tell the king. So they went to Josiah, and they read to him the law. And he says, oh, my we have not been doing what God says to do. And I'm paraphrasing here. You can read it, you know, in the scriptures. He says, we have not been doing what God told us to do. And so he made a quick decree, amen, to get things right. He started pulling down stuff and turning down stuff and getting it right, amen. A young boy, a young man, because he knew that God was going to judge them. And as a result, God sent to him after he sent to the prophetess Holder, amen, my grandmother, amen, because that was her name, Holder, amen. He, he sent, and, and God sent him word back and said, because your heart was tender when you heard and what you did is not going to happen in your time. 
you're going to be okay, but it's going to happen. So let me tell you, let's build the right way. Because when God comes to check your infrastructure, you want to make sure that you are standing strong. Amen. And is ready for the things of God. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to leave three things in your mind today. Number one, you are labors with God. Always never forget that. You're working for God. You're on God's team. You're working with Him. You're labors with God. Number two, you are God's caretaker. You're God's caretaker. God has given you and I a portion of His Spirit, which is the earnest of our inheritance to help us until that final day when we will be with Him in heaven. So that means what came with that Spirit, love and joy and peace and long-suffering and goodness and gentleness and all these things. We are caretakers now of all the things that God has given us as promises. We've got to take care of these things. Amen. We've got to, to, to reproduce them all. Amen. That's what the children of, was when they came out of the ark, they was told to reproduce. Amen. They was go forth and reproduce. Not build a name for yourself. Reproduce. And the third thing, don't ever forget, you are God's building. You are God's building. And as His building, you want to make sure that you are taking the best care of this thing and making it look the best you can for Him. Amen. Amen. you got to do it just like the Word says. Amen. I want to open these altars today. Amen. Praise God. And you know why I want to open these altars? Because I've got a feeling that maybe some of you is not building right. You're not building right. And so I want to give you an opportunity to go back to the master designer and say, Lord, I'm coming back to a heart of worship because it's all about you. And I'm going to build this thing right, God. I'm going to build it according to the word. Because I know, and I don't know when you are coming to check on my infrastructure, my system, my structure. But when you do come, God, I want to make sure that I can hear you say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. And it is joy that has been prepared for you. So let's do that this morning. Amen. Hallelujah.